Well, I'm just giving you a Sunday night real quick. God bless you. You may be seated. Love you. Appreciate you. Brother Keith, it's good to have you home. God bless him. <laughs> good to see each and every one of you missed you here Wednesday night. Those who have been sick, God bless your hearts. It's good to see so many back. House of God today. Let's pray for Brother Braden. I know he's got the flu. He texted me yesterday, day before. Hoping he'd be doing better. Pray that he is. Amen. That God continue to bless them and keep them. A lot of places to go, things to do. And just at the time of the year, families to join together. And friends and loved ones to bond together and bind together. Hallelujah. So we thank God for it. We're going to let our classes go back. God bless you. I mean, appreciate your Sunday school department this morning. <laughs> Hallelujah. If you don't like some of these teachers, don't think they're doing a good job, just let me know and we'll let you take the place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. No, I don't never, I had never felt that. I'm just going on with you. We do love you and appreciate you. Appreciate our Sunday school department and takes out the time and puts forth the effort and the energy into instruct, guide, and Amen. We're examples, all of us. But that becomes more so as we take on positions and places of that nature. Amen. Hallelujah. Sister Linda, I should have went behind the door, shouldn't I? Praise God. She said, I can't believe he said that. Hallelujah. I forgot, sister. I'll try to remember next time. Hallelujah. She gave me some good instructions from my elder this morning. She said if things get, you know, the things the way they ought to, she said, all you got to do is go, go behind the door. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. Just shout it across. Just throw it over the wall. Come on, come on. You know, everybody's telling me I'm throwing it over. And I'm going to throw it over the wall, honey. <laughs> oh, we're just having a good time. Amen. You know why? Because we're blessed. Man, we can have a smile on our faces. It doesn't matter what it's like and the problems we're having, the difficulties we're having, the hour that we're living in. God's always blessed his people. God's always been able to get his people out of Egypt, get them out of dungeons, and get them out of miry clays. Hallelujah. And you know what? God's able amen, to get the prophet out of the cave. He can get you and I out of the cave. Hallelujah. He can give us victory over the Jezebels and the spirits of the Jezebels. He can give us victory over the spirits of the world. He can give us spirits of a deliverance, amen, over depression and things of that nature. I know it's difficult and I know it's hard, but I got one living on the inside of me that put a hope and a joy in me. That circumstances and situations can't rob me of it. I find it helping strength in there when I can't find any other places. I got way too many trying to look for it in alcohol, trying to look for it in drugs, trying to look for it in their money, trying to look for it in automobiles and clothes and ideas and opinions. But I'm glad I found the greatest gift that's ever been given to mankind. That gift called Jesus Christ and the revelation, the power thereof. And what all comes with that gift. Heal my body. He can touch my mind. He can lift my spirit. Amen. And I don't have to worry about getting no DUIs. Uh, amen. Hallelujah. God don't have a problem with you getting drunk. He's just got a problem on what you're getting drunk off of. Hallelujah. According to the power that works within you. I'm glad we can put something in us and he put something in us. And he put something inside of us, Sister Mail. Hallelujah. The world's looking for it. They're trying to find it in whiskey. They're trying to find it in Budweiser. No, hallelujah. I know the wise one. I'm glad I'm following the men that were wise men. Wise men. Amen. They was willing to, to walk the walk and, and whatever it took to get there. 
That's what you and I've got to do this morning. Amen. To walk with Jesus Christ and the powers of his promise and the powers of his love. Praise God. The gift of worship. Anybody thankful for the gift of worship? Especially the gift of worship in spirit and in truth. Everybody worships. Some fashion, some form, and some manner. Everybody gives themselves over in some way of worship. If you read your lesson today, you know the real term of worship all said and done is, is what we submit and humble ourselves into. We give recognition to. We, we find ourselves on the, on the floor prostrate. There is a little bit to come out of this lesson Amen. That just really kind of stirred me up. And amen. And we're going to talk about that to a certain degree. And amen. And just thank God here today. And thank God for each one of you that believes in this. Hallelujah. That you, you're, you're never too busy, that you don't have time for the Lord and for the house of God and spend time with Him and His Word and allow His love and His presence to manifest itself and declare itself in our lives and hearts. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, beautiful star. If you, really, if you really paid attention to that song, they can call it a Christmas song if they want to, whatever. But there's a lot of message in that song if you really listen to it. If you know anything about the Holy Ghost and the true light, amen, and a light that leads us, a lamp that leads us, amen, we're, we're that star now. We represent that star. The church is the only reason the star is not going out. Well, I believe it says something about the light of the world. As a city set up on a hill that cannot hide its light. <laughs> Why? Because we've been in his presence. And because once we've been in his presence, that illuminating a power that begins to take a hold of our countenance. Man, it changes us. Praise God. It, it causes something to flow out of us that the world could not give us. Our own family, our earthly family could not give us. Riches, amen, and, and fame and positions could not, could not, amen, give that to us. Only Jesus Christ. And it doesn't matter what walk of life that you and I come from. What standards, amen, that we come from. But when we walk in here and become disciples of Jesus Christ and followers of him and walk in his light, in his word, and in the representation of his power, amen, there's just something about that common denominator, that regardless, it just shows up in all. Hallelujah. Male or female, rich or poor, black or white, it don't make any difference. The same power, the illuminating power of this light. Hallelujah. To, as we make our way into him. It's a, it's a beautiful lesson today. It's going to tie in with our season. Amen. As the writer made it plain to us, we, we don't believe this is the actual date, but it doesn't really matter in a sense. Amen, you know, to celebrate, to give recognition, to understand that what? A Savior was born. A Savior was born. Thank God that a Savior was born. I'm glad we recognize that. I'm glad we realize that. Because if we had not, maybe we'd have never sought him out either. Maybe we'd have never felt that pull and that tug. Amen. Wise men. Amen. It's going to seek him out. It's going to reach out to him and allow his presence and his word and his spirit to dominate in our lives and our hearts and our spirit. Wise men, Proverbs talks about it. Man, they're going to increase in knowledge.
church increase in light. Man, they're not going to reject it. They're not going to miss the visitation. They're not going to miss the opportunity. Amen. Of, of hearing from God and feeling the touch of God and the presence of the Lord. I'm glad I'm in a place this morning that believes in the presence of God. That gives honors to it. That, that submits to it. That we don't have to hand you a card when you walk through the door and there's a protocol. And we suggest it's out. We're going to do it no matter what. Hey man, we're going to gonna start at a certain time. You're going to be done at a certain time. And the parking lot's going to be empty at a certain time. Hey man, so you can make your plans. I'm glad we're always willing, amen, to change our plans for his plan. Hallelujah. Because his plan always trumps our plan. Hallelujah. That's what it's all about. Worship. Hey, we're going to, it's going to tie together here. Now watch this. Amen. When we're willing to submit our plans unto his plan. That's worship. That's true worship. And that's a true worshiper. Amen. That's, that's come to that point and place and in, in that encounter with God. Hallelujah. To call me out from the backside of a desert. Amen. To stop me on my way. Amen. To a, to, to a place to destroy people. Hallelujah. That I think, amen, that's, that's contrary to God. I feel like I'm doing God's will. But now, on that road to Damascus, God stopped him. Hallelujah. And turned him around. Not, not in the sense physically, but spiritually. He made his way to Damascus, but not to accomplish what he had set out to accomplish. Hallelujah. That's, that's worshipers. That's true worshipers. That's willing, amen, to set everything else that they had planned and had engaged and in operation. Hallelujah. Take and put it on the back burner. Hallelujah. Or maybe not to put it on any burners whatsoever. It's got to be totally done away with. gift of worship focus verse is going to be found in Matthew 2 and 11 and when they were come into the house they saw the young child there's two, there's two statements right there that we ought to pay attention to that we'll mention in just a few minutes they saw the young child with Mary his mother and fell down <laughs> and worshipped him and when they had opened their treasures, treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. All of this is going to tie in the gifts. It's like, an, in fact, if you do a study, amen, as some of your commentaries, they've come up with some that they feel like may be the king's names. Watch this. The gifts, now they believe that these were kings. That it made their way unto this one called Jesus. It wasn't just, just anybody. And, and we know by prophecy that that's a fulfillment of prophecy. That kings will come to worship him. and Seek him out. In fact, you're going to see a, a, a more of a demonstration of that in the millennium. Where all nations are going to make their way to Jerusalem. And to the tabernacle to worship this one true God. Called Jesus Christ. But here, as you go back, and we'll talk about it in just a minute. Truth about God God desires our worship. God desires our worship. Amen. He, 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 he longs for it. He, he, there's an expectation there. And you know what? That same passion, that same desire in us. Can, can I say this? And I know we have ups and downs. I understand that. But I'm going to tell you something. There ought to be something inside of us that says, I want to worship him. I want to lift my voice. I want to submit myself. I, I, want to, I want to do what God 
wants me to do. I want to please the Holy Ghost. I, I don't want to quince or grieve the Spirit of God that's in me. Not just in a service. Not just when I gather together with my, my, my church family. But God, even if it's in a prayer closet, in a secret place, that the same spirit can have its same influence, same reverence, same type of respect. When nobody's looking and nobody's observing. But I'm, being, I'm willing to be led by that spirit into a place and into a realm in the spirit of study or prayer or supplication of intercessory. I'm even a place that the, the gifts, amen, the operation of the power of God on a daily basis. I thank God that God, you know, in the Old Testament, God moved upon humanity, not in. Samson, others, as they was moved upon, Moses, the spirit of Moses is placed upon the other 70 an anointing, an unction to accomplish and achieve things. But in the New Testament, because of Jesus Christ, you and I become manifested. We become indwelled. He dwells Ezekiel and Jeremiah. And they, they prophesied that he write it on the take out a stony heart and put in a fleshly heart. He write it on the tables of a heart. A new spirit, a man, would, would move in us to guide us and help us. We're more spiritual than probably we really realize a lot of times in the spiritual world that we're living in, in the times of our, our hour and day. Amen. The, the evilness and wickedness of our world that we're living in. It's the spirit of iniquity that's running rapid, looking at every opportunity, amen, to, to allow. And then, then the feeding of carnality and the feeding of flesh and the increase of that. Amen. And the more that we walk in error, in the religious realms and claim to be disciples and confess to be, but walk contrary to this. Amen. So, as we read, watch this. Truth for my life, I will worship God, amen, with my entire life as the natural, watch this, as the natural response to my. My faith. Let's connect some dots here. So if I'm hesitant to worship him. If I'm reluctant to worship him. If I've just, you know. The real problem is probably not love, but faith. To really believe that, you know what? God's going to do something. Let me ask you something. You go visit a neighbor, friend, loved one, whoever. And you know they're in there. You seen some lights, you heard some movement, you heard some noise, and they don't come. I mean, you gotta get their attention. You you I, I gotta talk to them. I, I got the important. What you gonna keep doing? I mean, I mean. He's got that million dollar check that belongs to you. And you got to get it. 
He's got that bread of life that you've got to have. You've got to receive or you're going to lose life. I don't seem to get a response. I don't see what you're going to keep doing. Why? Because you and I know as believers and followers of Jesus Christ, there is no other door. So we're not going to bow to any other. We're not going to submit to any other. We're not going to get frustrated. We're not going to get aggravated. I'm going to worship him anyway. I'm going to praise him anyway. Because I know him this. By my faith. Not by my feelings. Not by the way the odds are looking right now. But by my faith, this is where my answer's at. This is where my relief is going to come. This is the one that's going to. This is the one that we've been waiting for for 4,000 years to come on the scene. That's going to fulfill, amen, that, that, the, the study that we know and what we've heard through the prophecy. Amen. This Messiah that's going to come. And when this Messiah comes, we know that the dead's going to be raised. And, and blinded eyes are going to be opened. The deaf ears are going to be unstopped. And lame are going to leap. And the poor is going to have the gospel preached. We're going to be introduced to God and know God. Not only that, amen, something that we've asked for and sought for for some 4,000 years. What is your name? Now, after 4,000 years, this one's going to come. This is all part of the celebration of the season that we're in, the time that we're in. And I realize in the hustle and bustle and the scheduling, and man, has it been a week? <laughs> Hallelujah. But it don't still exchange or it don't excuse a man along this journey. And the writer even, even and we're going to talk about it, he mentioned he brings it out, you know, as we give gifts and and the, as expressions of love to others and the sacrifices that we might make sometimes to give gifts, both in the literal, the financial, or the materialistic things. But what about God himself? Man, the sacrifice that God. Can you just imagine God waiting 4,000 years to robe himself in flesh? And then to know that, that this one that he robes himself in is, is, you know, he's going to live 33 and a half years. He's never going to own a piece of property. He's not going to know anything about moving in a house. Owen, are you? And he told one of the disciples, you know, I have no place to lay my head. Birds have nests, foxes have holes, but the Son of Man has. Praise God, the creator of all, when it spoke it into existence. But yet he came for a purpose. He came to fulfill. He came, amen, as a gift to life. Not just to the Israelites now. Not just to the Jews. But now this one's going to come and he's going to tear down petitions and walls and divisions and separations. Amen, that separated humanity. For one reason or another, he says, I'm going to come and pull them down. That I can unify, that I can join together, that I can find a man of people. What a gift. What a gift we have today. And none other but Jesus Christ. Amen. So, as we begin to, to go into this lesson, amen. I hope you've read your lesson, the lesson connection, the last part about the three trees. I don't know how much of any of that will talk and spend much time we're going to stay with the word of god I, I will be mindful of the time but at the same time amen we will we don't you know th this is a good day good day to be in the house of god and we want to spend some time because uh, amen this is what makes this what it is amen as we come here amen and and uh, you know uh, 
thank God for the presence, and I'm not against them and all that good stuff and the enjoyment. See the expression on people, and amen, from one way or the other. <laughs> some will be happy. Some will be disappointed. But God, praise God, everybody ought to be thankful for it. Amen. Jesus Christ has brought us. Amen. That whosoever will, let them come to experience the greatest gift called Jesus Christ. And then on top of that, he would move upon men, holy men, that they would write it down, that he'd be handed down to us. Amen. And you know what? If you begin to want to look for excuses and escapes, and uh, you know, if you don't really know how to have a heart to cure it, and a mind to cure it, and an ear to cure it, amen, of the good tidings of the good news. You can, people can always find an excuse not to go to church. They can always find an excuse, well, I don't believe that. And I mean, especially if they don't, but if they get a true heart. Um, individuals got a true heart and a made up mind. Hey, I want to know God. I want to know truth. I mean, at whatever cost, amen. It's just not a cost. <laughs> amen. It is a cost of the world. But to know God, to experience God, to have that fellowship with Him. Amen. To walk in that beauty of His presence and His power that regardless of what I'm going to face and going to face or am facing now. Amen. He's with us. He's a very present help in the time of trouble. I had somebody step over here early this morning when we pray with them and, and, and work with cause of, of the season, the time, and praying for others. And, amen. And so, so again, we just, you know, God's helping us. God's with us. He sees all this. He knows it. And He'll strengthen us. Amen. You know, the Bible calls the Lord the strength of Israel. And it's the strength of Israel. He's also the strength of the church. We, we have a strength from him and through the Holy Ghost and through this truth to help us. Amen. To, to guide us through life and trials and tribulations and things that not. If we'll just let him, he'll be that help. He'll be that strength. And it really depends upon what joy that I'm looking for. What I'm, 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 what I'm hungry for. What am I thirsty for? Man, the Bible says, he that hungers thirst after righteousness shall be filled. Amen. The Bible says that he that seeks the Lord with all of his heart, so I am the day that he seeks him, he shall find him. God's not hid off somewhere and done in a corner and hid off somewhere. He's not wrapped up in a package somewhere that you can't get. How you like buying some of these things? I ain't not talking about Christmas presents, but I'm talking about buying some of this stuff. And they got it all this sealed up and mailed it down. It's so tight on it and everything. You almost, you might cut your hand off trying to get a knife to get it open. And you just get it. You almost sometimes look at it. I don't even know if it's worth opening. <laughs> Praise God. Little old thing I need. But man, it's going to take an act of Connors to get it open. You know. It's, it's not as hard as some people make it out to find God. Open up the riches. And I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost helped me this morning. It's, it's not as hard as some people make it out. No, it's, it's all about, uh, do, you wanna, do I want to know him? Do I want to experience him? Do, do I want to, when this happens, what am I going to do when it happens? How am I going to respond? And so all this deals with that last focus part. Amen. It, in that latter part. Amen. That our faith. Amen. Our response. Amen. It, it really depends on our faith if we believe it or not. If we believe the message. If we believe this gospel, if we believe the good tidings, the good news, amen. Because if we believe it, there's going to be a response. Well, what do you mean by that? What, what finally persuaded Moses to go to face Pharaoh? How do we know that he finally got the faith? And how do we know that Abraham believed God? He's taking his home. How do we know that Noah believed God when he told him it was going to rain, even though it had never rained? And he, knew, he didn't know anything about rain. By his response. 
by his actions. And so same way with you and I. See, I could tell when the word of God hits a mark or not. Your expression says what your heart's feeling. Your countenance on your face. I don't know about that. Yeah. See, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. You know, you know, you know, you know when you hit a nerve. Good one or a bad one. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know when you hit the wrong one. Amen. You know when you hit the right one. Praise God. Why? Because response. And so the same way here is we, we watch this good news, good tidings, the, the gift of worship. It's a gift. It's been a gift given to us. Amen. It's very important. In fact, the first murder took place over worship. Over that worship being accepted or not. Being regarded or not. And so the biggest struggle we have in religion today is whose worship is right and who's not. That's the reason most wants to, you know, use the attitude and spirit. To, me and the man upstairs got it working out. That's the reason most of them says, don't talk to me. If you want to stay my friend, don't talk to me about religion or politics. But yet you and I both know that these are the most important things in our lives. Amen. And to, to, to walk in them because this is, this is life. So as we look at it, worship is what is the natural response to our faith. It's the natural response to our faith. Worship is to, to be able to respond, to act upon what we just experienced. Okay, so we're going to watch some characters. And, and the writer, if you notice, he kind of put it as a Christmas play or a Christmas whatever. And even though he made it plain to us, if you read the lesson, we don't believe this time, but yet to take the time. Hey, I heard somebody on the radio the other day mention that. He said, somebody asked him, said, how do you handle it? He said, you know, people about Christmas and the birthday, it's not on the right birthday. He says, I understand that. He said, and we all believe. Most all believers don't believe that December 25th is an actual day. He said, but, but watch this. He said, what if you had adopted somebody into your family and they become very precious to you, but you didn't have a clue when they was born. You didn't know what date they was born on. You didn't know the month, but so you're just going to have to guess at it because you want to celebrate a time that they was brought into your life. And he said, so what do you do? Do you just ignore that? You don't accept it? You don't celebrate it? You don't get involved in it at all? Or do you pick a day finally and say, hey, we're going to choose this day and we're going to celebrate because we're so thankful that God's allowed you to be in our life. Now, we don't know. You don't have no birth certificate. You don't have no, we don't have a clue when you're born, literally, but we're going to choose a day. And so that's how he liked that. So I don't know if that helps anybody or not, but I just want to help celebrate this birth. And you know what? You and I get to celebrate it, amen, 365 days out of the week. I'm glad I don't wait to December the 25th. I celebrate this gift every day. <laughs> What's this? I celebrate this rest. I'm glad I don't wait to the Sabbath. You can go a lot of ways here if you want to now. <laughs> Amen. See, we get to celebrate a lot of things in the Old Testament. They had to wait and go through ceremonies and things of this nature before they was able to celebrate it. And a lot of their celebrations, they never really got to take it home with them. That presence that they felt in that tabernacle and what that, that, uh, that priest, that high priest experienced, uh, amen, beyond that veil, he didn't get to take it home. This 
as a gift. And God's not an Indian giver. I don't know where that comes from. Maybe I need to look it up. And hopefully it ain't offensive to nobody. <laughs> In the world we're living. Amen. God's not an Indian giver. He gave us the Holy Ghost as a gift to comfort us. To give us victory. To guide us. To lead us. To direct us. And this gift came through none other but Jesus Christ. And so now, as we look at this, our, our faith, amen, man, it comes natural for us. I mean, we could just be driving down the road, and all of a sudden, whoa, praise God, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. We may even speak in tongues and slap on the steering wheel. And the guy driving beside us over there said, I wonder what they're smoking. If they only knew. Hmm. Praise God. And so that's what they're looking for. Because we're going to do ours in decent order. We're going to do ours upright. Anyway, so as we move from that, and uh, he begins to talk about the lesson. He talks about, you know, in the, in the winter wonderland. Believe it or not, just this week, I had a, a good friend from Wisconsin come and brought some things. He's moved down, brought Mr. Cooper's old place, and, and he told me said, we got him loaded up. He comes in a little car, so it takes a little bit to load him up. Amen. He's got a little sonic car. And uh, he's, anyway, he wanted someone before. But anyway, all that. Anyway, he said, man, he said, we, man, wife, we're going to experience Christmas different this year. So we're so used to white Christmas and snowy Christmas and all this other. That's the reason to move down here. He said, man, down here, it's going to be sun, hot, and, uh, I said, and rainy. <laughs> it's going to be so different. So the writer talks about that. Something's going to, you know, it don't matter. It doesn't matter if it's up in the wintry places or out in the desert. A man, you know, when it comes to Christmas, celebrating Christmas, that's really not what makes Christmas anyway. That's some of the things that we injected into it. And, and you know what? We can allow a lot of these injections and uh, things that man puts in it rob us of what it's really all about. But we can find a good place in this. And, you know, uh, now some of you may want a white Christmas. How many of you want a white Christmas? Okay, go about um, 452 miles north. And, no, I'm just kidding you. Hallelujah. <laughs> Maybe it'll rain in your yard, in your house, and on your road. <laughs> Praise God. Uh, we can't drive. Well, you know, if it rains tomorrow, you won't get to go eat turkey. Unless you walk across the yard. Because <laughs> we can't drive. But anyway, you know what I'm saying. But I understand that. White Christmas, you know, your fiery place. And, you know, you're sitting back drinking your hot chocolate, your hot coffee, or whatever. You know, man, that's, that's a nice dream of Christmas, I guess. I, I don't know. You know, and then you got the big old... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, praise God. But the real, real, the real idea of Christmas, amen, is when you and I can get together. And in this moment, time of, of celebrating, because I am a firm believer of this, that I, I believe God's, God's going to hold some, some that, that really never knew Him and never experienced Him and, uh, in the manner of the way they should have. And they're going to say, well, we didn't even know our Savior was born. Well, you celebrated Christmas. You put up lights and you've done this and you've done that. Why did you do that? Because it's impossible to give any recognition to this without having to admit that the Savior was born. And then when you admit a Savior was born, you got to search it out. Amen. How was he born? How did he arrive on, this, on the scene? Why did he give so much recognition? Why did he have so much? Why is there so much recognition and give it to him? Amen. Even to a certain degree around the world about Christmas and about this Savior. 
So now you've got to start searching and digging and looking. And so now it brings you into this place. It brings you into the scriptures. And it brings you into that area where uh, about a virgin and about uh, Mary and about Joseph and about uh, this that we have seen time and time and year after year. So let's look at some of this this morning. Let's, let's look into it and just see, amen, what unfolds to us today. And amen. And, and we might learn a few things. Maybe you know all, all, all already. I don't know. We'll see. Amen. As we go through the scriptures here today and uh, observe, amen, what, what's unfolded and how it unfolded. Because um, the focus, amen, is in Matthew 2 and 11. It's on wise men. Wise men coming to worship. And as we look at this, well, let, let me, let, before I go there, let's go down through this a little bit. Um, I marked a certain parts in, in some of this. Um, we give in love and receive in gratitude. Um, amen. Amen. Thank God. Amen. I mean, it's grateful for God. Grateful for the gift of God. Grateful for the gift of the Holy Ghost. Uh, what about uh, the gift of revelation of this one God message? Of this plan of salvation. We didn't earn that. We didn't get that on our own. Some of us took a pretty good process to get here. God was very merciful and long-suffering and gentle with us to lead us. We as wise men. Now, they don't know how long it took the wise men to get here. They, they predict and say, no doubt, probably a year. Possibly longer. They don't know. Okay? So, the wise men was willing to make the journey. By a star. By a star. They led... By a star. This star apparently showed up. Amen. At the same time that the angel showed up with the shepherds. Hmm. Okay. And so it didn't take the shepherds that long. They found Jesus as they obeyed the angel. And made their way down. And watch this. Now there's a good strong possibility that the shepherds as being overseers of sheep. They had some connections into the tabernacle. They had some connections into those as a part of all of that. So they knew a little of the process of things that unfold and take place. And so they're led and guided down to Bethlehem. Amen. With Micah 5 and 2 talks about the least among them that God had chosen this particular place and this particular time. Amen. Because you know how Mary, Mary now. And as you watch some of this because of worship. Worship. Remember what I've said already. But you got to watch this, not only with just, um, amen, the wise men, but let me mention that. The wise men, what did they have to do? Now, there are wise men, if they were kings, and we're just assuming because of the gifts, they believed they were. So they was holding positions. They held, uh, they had responsibilities. And they had obligations. And they had things that had them tied up and tied down. Amen. But now they have seen a star. And so now they got to go to their businesses. They got to go to their homes. They got to go to their families. They got to go to their offices. They got to go whoever and however it might be and whoever they involved or was involved in their lives. And they're going to tell them, we got a star. Amen. And we've seen a star. And we're going to, we're going to follow this star because this star is going to lead us to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I'm, really? You mean, well, how long? I, I don't know. When are you going to get back? I don't know. We just know we got to put everything else. <laughs> and so now we got Mary. Mary is one of the characters, and you know this very well. And 
Here she is. She's betrothed. If you know anything about a betrothed, if you do any studying on the Jewish betrothed, amen, it's, it's, it was far more of an engagement than our engagement. Amen. Once you became betrothed unto an individual, the only way to get out of that betrothed was actually a writing of a bill of divorcement. And so here we got another man that's involved by the name of Joseph. Joseph, that was what we would call an upright man. And so the word comes, amen, the angel Gabriel comes to Mary, visits her, and tells her, amen, what's going to unfold, what's going to take place, what's going to transpire. Now Mary, amen, sums this up by simply telling the angel because she says, I know a man. I know not a man. How is this going to happen? And he said, well, the Holy Ghost is going to overshadow you. Amen. Are you going to bring forth a son of this child, this thing that you're going to birth? Amen. He's going to. And so she says, nevertheless, you know, she, really she's still She said, nevertheless, at my word, I'm your handmaid. I'm going to do. So immediately she was willing, amen, to put her marriage on, on, on the, possibly to lose it. She was willing to put her reputation on the, on the chopping block. She was willing, amen, to take the snares and, and the looks of everybody because she had not had a relationship with Joseph up to this point and up to this time. And so she was willing to make this sacrifice immediately because of the encounter that she had. You know, that's what's so amazing. How many of you know that when we have powerful services and moves of God, the Holy Ghost moves in this house. Man, you're ready, man. You can, you can take on the devil with a toothpick and you can swing over hell on a wet noodle. You can do all these things and then you walk out them glass doors and get in your automobile. <laughs> and the real world starts showing up. And, woo, can I go back to the house of God? I got to get another. So, you know, this encounter, no doubt. But, but here she is. All this is unfolding. Now watch this. When Joseph finds out that Mary's expecting, I don't know how soon she told him. I don't know if she's waited until she started showing. I don't know if she went that night, knocked on his door. I'll tell you something, Joseph. Okay. And so Joseph said, well, I'll just put her away privately. Have you ever done a study on that? Why would Joseph want to put her away privately? I know the Bible says that he was a just man. But you know why? Because if you go to Leviticus, you'll find out in Leviticus that if he had made her a public, she would have been stoned. God doesn't work things out the way we think sometimes. God's call upon our lives a lot of times and the gifting of God upon us sometimes comes with a price tag. And so the real deal, you know, can I say that? Hey, we're living in a world today, and I mentioned this, and you're not guilty of this. I'm not, I'm not blaming nobody. Okay? I'm not saying that. But, but, but folks, you know, we, we live in a world today, they'll drive hundreds of miles and uh, get up early in the morning, do all kind of sacrifices to make a good deal. But when it comes to the house of God sometimes, comes serving God and, and, and changing our, our plans of the day sometimes. See, that's where worship really comes in. It's important to respond. It's important to praise. It's important to sing the songs. It's important to get together and doing that. But the real worship of God is when you and I are willing to surrender and submit ourselves unto his call. 
and to his voice, to, to his instructions. Even when we may not quite understand, now how is all this going to happen? Nevertheless, Gabriel, I'm going to believe you. I'm going to take it your word. But God stepped in. God sends an angel to Joseph and speaks unto him and tells him, this that is of Mary is it's not of a man, it's of, of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Why? Because, and if you go back and look, especially Matthew's writings, amen. And I, I've, I've got them, and I know I've, I've just shot over, and God bless you, Brother Tony, back there. I haven't done it. But I'm just going to go through. If I don't, my time's going to eat me up. It's 1119. And so as we, we watch and look at Matthew's writings, he, he brings this point out in two different places about Joseph never knew Mary until after the birthing of Jesus Christ. He made a statement prior to that, that he knew her not. So the idea that the world that we're living in today, if it's unpleasurable, we ought not do that. Even for God. What we ought to do is watch, watch, watch brings pleasure to us. What brings comfort to us. What eases our pains and our nerves. Can I say this? I can't tell you how many times I've heard somebody. I can't lay these cigarettes down because that's what settled my nerve. Or some other crutch or element. I understand that. From their view, I understand that. But if somehow if we could get it across to them. If you'll lay those things down. There's one that can really help you. You'll just sell out. You and I have experienced that. And you know what? It's you and I that's got the responsibility to show them that. Plus, don't just tell them. Well, I'm back on this adult thing, ain't I? Back on this being elders. You know, it's hard for children to understand why don't, you, why don't you smoke this thing? You're blowing smoke in his face and smoke rings. And you can't hardly get up in the morning without. I don't know why I got on that one, but I did. Just as an example. Just an example. So, but that's true in a lot of other areas. So we, you and I, as we watch this lesson, it talks about a man, the, the gift of worship. Hallelujah. How many loves to dance in the Lord? How many loves to, to feel those chill bonds? How many, how many you dance in the Lord at the house? How many you feel the chill bumps at the house? Man, because I'm going to tell you something. If you really love that, you won't do it just, you won't wait till you just get here. Praise God. Amen. You, 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 you know, it's, it's, it's something about the, what, the presence of God. Uh, presence of God. I'm trying my best. There's so much here to, to. So what do we got to do? It's called to what to believe. God will take it to word. God is what it looks like, what it feels like. You know, it don't always have to feel good to be God. It doesn't always have to be easy street to be God either. There can be oppositions. Can be some moments and times that's uh, of great difficulty. I've never experienced, but some of you have. 
You're eight months and three weeks, and you got to get on a donkey and make a ride to Bethlehem. And when you get there, there's so many people that beat you there. They got all the comforts filled up. <laughs> got all the houses filled up. And really all that's left, we got this inn, but it's just a stable, really. It's just a place in the wall. And, you know, if you read the latter part of your lesson, you talked about the three trees, if you read that. And the, the dreams of the three trees and how it, one of them finally becomes that, that, that manger. It's a place where you feed the cattle, cows, and donkeys, whatever. This is, this is all we got left. The God of glory? The Almighty? And as, as she gives birth to the King of kings, the Lord of lords. It it's, it's, could be, in a sense, mind-boggling. Especially in the world we're living today. How would you like to have some of our germ folks show up? <laughs> What's that? <laughs> what? <laughs> What's that crawling on the wall? You mean Jesus was born in a place like this? Oh man, the Holy Ghost is helping me this morning. <laughs> the beauty of the package is not necessarily the outside that's the attraction. I mean, if you bought things for your, your little darlings and you wrapped it up with that pretty, 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 amen, wrapping. You bought those pretty bouquets and, uh, uh, and you, you, you just took a long time to tie them and get it all fixed up and got their names so pretty on it. And when you finally hand it to them and they just rip through it. And that's not, that's not the problem. They open up the box and they look at the present and they take the present out and set it to the side and play with the box. Spend half of Christmas playing with the boxes. The gifts are just shoved to the side and the wrapper paper's done been burnt. We're living in a world today that's more interested in the wrapping paper and the gifts. And amen. But you know what? We need what's in the box. We don't need the box. We need what came in the box. What came in the box of Jesus Christ is God Almighty and eternal life and salvation and healing and joy unspeakable and full of glory. And it'll help you when nothing else can help you. It'll move on your life when drugs can't do it, when alcohol can't do it, when mama can't do it, and daddy can't do it. God can show up. God's the one that can comfort us and strengthen us and guide us. Get God and the presence of God moving. Folks, I, I, I believe this strongly. I believe God's allowing some things to happen in our nation. Trying to help this church in general. Learn how to become fighters again. Fighters to resist. You know, why is it so easy to rebel and resist this? And not so easy to rebel and resist the devil. Why is it so easy to, to find excuse not to live righteously. But give ourselves over to unrighteous things. I'm telling the world here in general. Looking for loopholes and looking for things of that nature. 
to involve ourselves in. Instead of just wanting to serve God. The, the, this part of the lesson, if you go down, it's going to talk about a man, the how that uh, Gabriel appeared and highly favored. And then Elizabeth and how she visited Elizabeth. You know the story, six months. And, and uh, what unfolded. But let me ask you something. What took place there? When Mary came in to visit Elizabeth, because she went back out in the desert. She went back out in the wilderness now. Amen. And here she is. Amen. She's, she's done, you know, she's expecting. And it's probably beginning to show a little bit. And, but when the good news, the good tidings came to Elizabeth, what happened to her? When she heard what Mary said about her Lord, about her Savior. Leaped because of joy. <laughs> Praise God. There's a joy at the house of God that you can't find any other place. There's a comfort. There's an assurance. Amen. There's a stability. Even in the world that we're living in, the time and the generation we're living in right now. Regardless of your condition and my condition and our, our fleshly conditions and, and, and the oppositions and, and the mountains that we're facing and having to climb. Hallelujah. There's a strength in this house. There's a strength in the, in the word of God. Amen. When we hear it and believe it as the word of God. She didn't question it. She didn't waver on it. She didn't doubt about it. She didn't have a visitation from Gabriel herself. She knew what could happen because she had been bared and she had been old and had reached a point. Amen. It looked like it wasn't going to happen, but it did. Hallelujah. By who? By God. Not because they started eating the right stuff. Not because they started going to the right places. Not because they started looking for other avenues and other means. No, the God that we serve, he's always got it. He always knows how to work it out. He knows how to move upon our behalf. And it doesn't matter. I know it's been a rough year. It's been a rough year for some of you in this house today. Hallelujah. But you know what? Hallelujah. We made it. We're still in the house of God. We're still serving Jesus. We know where I have comes from. Who we know who's going to get us out of here and into the next year and through that next year. We know, amen, the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And so we're going to be like those wise men. It may take all year, but I'm going to make my way to the one called Jesus. I'm going to climb the mountains. I'm going to go through the valleys. I'm going to walk through those dark places. I'm going to walk through the shadows of those dark places. Because I know the shepherd. We've done just like David done. We call the Lord our shepherd. That's a choice you make. God wants to be everybody's shepherd. But you and I as lambs, we got to make that decision. Who are we going to be the shepherd of our lives? Who's going to keep the sanity of our minds? The soundness of our minds? That we don't listen to voices. Amen. That wants to compromise and wants to tell us and try to tell us. Amen. Your church is failing you. Your God's failing you. This prayer don't work. Hallelujah. Fasting don't work. The word of God, I beg the difference with you. Hallelujah. It does work. You're going to see it and we're going to see it. Amen. Because God's going to have revival in this end time. And God's going to have miracles and wonders and signs. And God's going to have a church and a people that's going to believe him. Faith's going to be found somewhere. It may not be in the measure of the power of some may think. But when you and I have got our minds made up, why? 
Because we received the gift. The gift that came through Jesus Christ. Which is the power of God. The power of the Holy Ghost. We still believe in it. And we still connect with it. And if we do it on a regular basis, honey. I'm telling you the Holy Ghost can put you to sleep better than anything else. I'm telling you the Holy Ghost can energize you. And strengthen you better than anything else you can buy. The Holy Ghost can give you a soundness and a comfort. Hallelujah. When everything else is seeking sand. The Holy Ghost will always show up. They can throw you in dungeons. But it won't stop the Holy Ghost. They can throw you in hospital rooms. But it won't stop the Holy Ghost. God's working on our behalf. And God's going to do great marvelous things for us. Praise God. How many of you have been helping me pray for Brother Mitch? How many of you know that he broke his ankle? Well, we got three or four days now. And he's going to go Tuesday, I guess. Don't know. We'll see. Well, he may not even have to go. <laughs> now, you do what you want to. That's your business. I'll tell you, this is what I do. You can do it. I believe in it. Hallelujah. Because, amen, what? Hallelujah. Give that child recover. You know what I believe with Sister Ford? Amen. She's going to start making some steps. And she's going to come back home. She's going to miss this Christmas. But we're going to gain four or five more. Amen. Because we're going to trust God and believe in God. We're not going to be depressed. And we're not going to whine and boo-hoo and get in the cave and get in the dust. No, my God's going to see us through. He's never failed us. He's not going to fail us now. You do with this what you want to. Hallelujah. But I believe in partying at Christmas time. Just like any other time. And it's not off the wines of this world. It's off the wine of the Holy Ghost. It doesn't matter who gives me something or who doesn't give me anything. I thank God for the greatest gift that's ever been given to mankind. That I can be a part of it. And that you can be a part of it. We love and worship and magnify Him. So let's look at Matthew. I just Let me go there. Praise God. Man. I could take a couple hours today, I promise you. No problem. You go back to Matthew 1 and 18. I'm not sure if I can give you this scripture. That's okay. Right here, Matthew begins to talk about it. He says, now that you birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise. When his mother Mary was espoused. And I've done mention this, but, but I want you to really hear it out of the word of God. Expoused to Joseph before they came together. Catch that. She was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privately. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take... Amen. Take unto thee, Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived or begotten in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Jesus. For he shall save his people, amen, from their sins. Now as all of this was done, that it might be fulfilled which is spoken of the Lord by the prophets, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which be interpreted means God with us. Then Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him, took unto him his wife, and knew her not, till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and called his name Jesus. Sometimes, amen, to be, to be a true worshiper, we got to lay some pleasurable things aside. 
Amen. Until the season, the time of God. And if we'll do that, I promise you, God's always going to bless you. God's going to always bring you out on the other side. We're living in a world that, that strives and focus upon, amen, pleasurable things. Hallelujah. In this world, hey, let's read, they got so many activities that's pulling at them, things that's pulling at us today. Hallelujah. Activities that used to be just on a Friday night or maybe a Saturday night, but now it's every night of the week. Hallelujah. Looking for pleasurable things and places to go and get involved in. We're becoming so caught up in this pleasurable stuff that we we can't hardly get up in the morning time without having something to That's where it's at. There's a spirit of pleasure that has captivated this nation. That's, that's, that's captivating the minds of the hearts and the passions of people. We can't hardly take our babies down the road to, without giving them some kind of gadget and something to entertain them. Mom and him entertained us, amen. Shut up or I'm going to whip them when we get home. Hallelujah. Praise God. <laughs> Don't ask me that again, but anyway. But we didn't take long trips either. I remember one time we went to Jackson. I thought we was going to, I didn't know where we was going. I just knew it was going to be a long ways, and it was. I mean, we went to Mama's side of the family, Carthage, amen, once or twice. Man, you'd have thought we'd have went to the other side of Tennessee, and we thought we did. Amen. It never hadn't got into this day. Mama raised us up. We didn't go places. We didn't go to town. And it don't bother me one bit today. Hallelujah. It doesn't bother me if I don't ever go to a Walmart. It don't bother me. I don't go to any of those places, any of those events. I'm just as content at the house and go do a little work, come to the house of God. Now I'm willing to drive. Five hours to go to hell. Hey Amen. To go to the house of God. Hey, there's no sacrifice at all. I don't mind it a bit. But hallelujah. I find it hard. Hey, amen. To go way off and do other things. Hallelujah. But I'm going to tell you what. These wise men was willing to make the journey. I don't know what all they had to go through. I don't know how they got there. I don't know if they had chariots. I don't know what all they had. But I know one thing. Amen. They made their way to the one called Jesus Christ. So this is where it picks up. Amen. In the second chapter of Matthew. Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king. Because that came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. We've seen a star. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you what. There's ever been a generation that needs to see Holy Ghost filled people that's got their minds made up, got their hearts sold out, that's going to bear the cross and run the race and fight the fight, pray the prayers and believe in God. God's going to walk with us. God's going to help us. God's going to bless us. Hallelujah. I'll tell you, I'm not, I'm not going to say this. You think I'm bragging on myself, so I'm not going to say it. I'll just go on about that one. When Herod, amen, then it says, when we had gathered all the, the chief priests. Let me back up. When Herod had heard these things, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. Amen. You know why they was troubled? Because he knew he's in a position that he didn't have the rights to be in. Amen. But here was coming one and the word of one. Amen. That was going to take that kingship. And so now he's beginning to get those. Amen. That should have known and should not have missed the visitation of the Messiah. But yet they knew. They knew by Michael. Amen. Where he was supposed to have been born at. In Bethlehem. That's the reason this king goes back a little later on. Hallelujah. Anywhere from one to two years old of age. He'd annihilate and destroy us. And that was also prophesied. Amen. By the weeping prophet also. Amen. That they was going to kill and destroy. Amen. One to two year old boys. Amen. Trying to do away with the king. I will tell you something. This world and the devil of this world. The prince of this world. Has been working day and night. To rob that amen, that gift that God has given you and I. That gift of eternal life through Jesus Christ. The message and the good gospel. Hallelujah. You wonder why the warfare and the battle has become what it has. And as fierce as it's become. And I'd love to tell you it's going to get better. But it's not. There's ever been a generation that needs to prepare their minds. And prepare their hearts and their spirits. I'm in for the long haul. I'm in. Amen. Regardless of what comes and goes. 
regardless of who rises up against me. I'm anchored and settled. Amen. I believe that's one reason God has directed us in these last few uh, several weeks and nights. Amen. On this doctrine. Hallelujah. This doctrine is what's going to get this church out of here. You can't change doctrines and plan on getting out of here. You can't change attitudes and spirits. Hallelujah. You got to stay in for the long haul. Wise men are going to seek after this truth. Wise men are going to dig down and build on a rock. Wise men is going to found the house on that that's unshakable and unmovable. The storms are going to come. The warfares are going to come. But wise men listens to the captain and listens to him. Amen. It puts on the whole armor of God. They make preparation. Amen. In the world that they're living in. They don't give themselves over to flesh. They don't give themselves over to carnality. They don't give themselves over to ideals and ideologies of the world. But they pray, man, let the word of God be the word of God. Regardless of who thinks what. Amen. And that's what you and I have got to do. We've been gifted with this word. We've been gifted with his spirit. We've been gifted with his blood. We're the most liberated, delivered people on the face of the earth. We've got something inside of us. The devil can't take it. The world can't take it. And nobody else can either. I'm not about to be depressed and down and out and wonder what I'm going to do. I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to pray to God moves. You got to believe it. You got to believe it. You get your mind up. God make ways for you. God can create jobs for you. God can open up opportunities for you. Oh, yes, he can. Praise God. Amen. When they said unto him in Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written, and by the prophets. And thou, Bethlehem, the land of Judah, art not the least among the princes of Judah. For out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had privately called the wise men, Inquired of them diligently what time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child. And when he had found him, bring me word again, that I may come and worship him also. And you and I know that he lied. He wasn't telling the truth. When they heard, had heard the king, they departed and lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them till they came and stood over where the young child was. Amen. I want you to notice some terms that's being used here in Matthew's writings. He doesn't call a man, even when he spoke to Joseph out of the angel, he didn't call him his son. He called him the young child. Because Joseph was not the father of Jesus Christ. And even scriptures helps us to see that. Not even by the slipping of the word. He's always referred to as the young child in these setting of scriptures. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they were coming to the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother. And fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened the treasures, they presented unto him, watch this, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. I know my time's up. But watch these. These three treasures and gifts. Amen. The gold represent the royalty and the kingship that this child was going to grow up and to come and be a part of. Okay. The frankincense. Amen. It was a, was a, a perfume or aroma that was used in the tabernacle. 
to showing that he was going to in that tabernacle plan, the high priest and plus the sacrifice. And then the myrrh is the part of the sacrifice. That what he was going to fulfill and what he was going to accomplish. A cross that he was going to bear. All this of this child called Jesus Christ. As you and I stand here today. Amen. In the presence of this almighty God. Can you just imagine the, 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 the expression of, of those three wise men. As they had came finally. Finally. Who knows how long. Most believe no doubt at least a year. And we say, they wasn't, we don't know if they was three. We, they say three, but simply because of the gifts. But really, the Bible doesn't say. Could it be the reason the Bible didn't give us a number? Amen. Because the number really is not going to be amen, calculated until this whole thing's over. And then all that had followed him, how wise we was. To have an ear to hear what the Spirit has to say unto us today. Have an ear to care, and not just to care, but to believe what this word of God has called on us to do. And that you and I are willing, amen, to make that sacrifice of a true worship, amen. Just put all of our own dreams and visions and, and things of that nature and put them on the back burner, amen. And put it, say, well, we'll let God work that out, amen. We're willing to make the sacrifice. We're willing to make the commitments. We're willing to do those things. Hallelujah. One after the other. We see as it unfolds, amen, in the characters. If you go back and read your lesson, you're going to see that unfolding. You're going to see that transpiring and taking place. Hallelujah. As we watch them willing to put it on the back. Help us God in this coming year. Amen. That you know what? We'd be able to hear the voice of God in our lives. And true worship wouldn't just be in the dance in this house. And lifting of hands in this house. And thank God it's required. And we ought to do it because he inhabits the praises of his people. But I'm going to tell you something. Real worship and true worshipers. Is those that when they walk out these doors. They walk in the highways and the byways. Humbling and yielding themselves into the voice and call of God. Saying it's not about me any longer. It's not about my dreams and visions. It's not about this or that. But it's about pleasing you, God. It's about walking in the beauties of your counsel. The beauty of your gifting. Whatever those gifts may be. Because all gifts come from above. All good gifts come from above. And it all comes through none other but Jesus Christ himself. So as we humble ourselves unto his voice. As we humble ourselves unto his word. Hear me this morning. Amen. This word is forever settled. Hallelujah. It's unchangeable. It's unmovable. Hallelujah. Transgressions. I could take you to Romans the fifth chapter. The latter part of our lesson. As it talks about. Amen. This one child. This one man. Amen. One by one man. Sin come into the world. But by one man. Called Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. All the offenses. All the transgressions. Hallelujah. All those areas, amen, where we come up short. It's in parentheses. If you look at it, about four or five verses, amen, between those two chapters or verses as we talked about. It talks about the first Adam and the second Adam. Talks about Jesus Christ becoming a quickening spirit. Folks, we've got something to be alive about. We've got something to rejoice about. We've got something that walks with us day in and day out. Hallelujah. That strengthens us and puts words in our mouth, puts words in our spirit that helps us know everybody's not going to be some great orator, but everybody can be a witness and a testimony of the Holy Ghost of Jesus Christ. Everybody can win souls. Everybody can make a difference in the hearts and souls of your family, your loved ones, and your friends by the gift of God that's been given to us. Let's love God this morning. Let's give him some praise today. Let's be thankful to him on this, on this Christmas. Let's celebrate it in a way that we've never celebrated. Let's rejoice in it, amen, what's been given to us, what's been allotted and given to us as a child of God into our lives today. Tell you, nobody's been like Jesus Christ. 
that's affected our lives, that's moved upon our hearts, that's helped us. You know, there's a lot of people. Let me just name a few, a few things. Some people, when they think about Christmas, they think about football. Don't have three or four days of football. That's all they're going to do, sit around, look at that tube. And, and they've been talking about it for weeks. Who's going to win this? Who's going to win that? Can I come, can I, can I talk about nothing until a closer home? Some people may all want to think about hunting. We can get up early. We get on deer stands early. We'll go out there early. For some, we'll go out there early for daylight and even climb up in trees and huh, knock the ice off. And, but can't make it to the house of God on time. You work that out. Because you know what it is? It's all about passion. It's all about love. It's, I'm going to worship you anyway, God. I'm going to magnify you. I found out that sometimes some of my, my greatest struggles, if I just worship God anyway, if I just magnify Him, I just exalt Him. I may do that in my privacy, not feeling one ounce of nothing. The world will feel like it's tumbling out from under me. All of a sudden, I just get on my feet and I dance and worship and magnify God anyway. You know what I tell God? I say, God, you deserve this when I don't feel an ounce. You're still worthy of it. I'm not going to wait on to feel those chill bumps. To respond. But there's only probably been a very few, few, few times that he didn't just show up. And I felt a presence of power and a lifting. I may not understood it still maybe. Didn't quite understand how it, why it failed like it failed. I just know one thing, he's with me. And he's with us. To carry us through. All the trials. All the battles. All the disappointments. In this old world. Everything hadn't been brought under subjection to him yet. But the hour's coming. And the day's coming. When you and I are going to receive some glorified bodies. And we're going to have the time of our life from that time on. Please. Please. Has anybody ever got a gift that you didn't like? A Christmas gift. Come on now. Come on now. Sure. You wasn't, you know, it, it, it wasn't what you expected. How about that? You know, it, it wasn't quite what you expected. Did you quit getting gifts? Did you say, hey, that done. Don't, don't, you, nobody give me no more gifts. They always disappoint me. Don't you. You didn't do that. I don't either. In fact, I'm going to fake it. I'm going to act like I like it. <laughs> Hallelujah. If it's going to have any, it may hinder some more coming. No, that's all right. That's right. Praise God. Just because it wasn't the brand I thought it You get in trouble. I'm going to tell myself, all right? I'm going to tell you. It wasn't a Christmas gift. It was a birthday gift. It finally bit the dust a few weeks ago, months ago now. My wife got me a skill drill from Walmart. 
birthday. Yeah, I was. I opened that thing up and said, "Oh man, I, well, I, I am so thankful. I am so thankful, Amen." That I didn't say what I thought. <laughs> Hallelujah! I just went on with it like that. But I was thinking, this thing ain't gonna last three good days. <laughs> and it lasted. I don't know how long it's lasted. I've had it probably 10, 12 years. Man, we've had it at the hardware store. The handles wore off of it. All of the, it finally, it finally now, falling all apart. Amen. It finally broke in half and still run. Still would run. If you could hold it together, it would have put something down together. Thank God I didn't open my mouth. Lord, have mercy. So sometimes, you know, amen. We just got to, you know, trust God. Trust God. God allowed it, brought it our way. Just take it and take it with thankfulness and gratitude and right spirit. And one day down the road, you may look back and say, God knew what he was doing when he done that. God knew what he was doing. He's the greatest gift giver that's ever, we ever known of. Love you this morning. Love you this morning. Appreciate you. God bless you. Hope you have a great weekend. Be careful. Love one another. Don't forget, Brother, Brother um, Jacob Phillips is going to be with us Wednesday night. Brother Jacob Phillips is going to be with us Wednesday night. Hopefully and prayerfully, we're going to get to do the program the coming Sunday night. Okay, that's the plans. Maybe it'll work out. Okay, love you. Appreciate you. God bless you.